Well, Kevin, after a tough midweek series about seven days ago, it seems that uh, contrary to popular belief, especially at the beginning of this season, the cure for what ails you is playing the AL East. Jays following up a a three-game sweep at the Red Sox this weekend with a a relatively low-stress ho-hum game in the first of three against the Yankees in the Bronx. A 7-1 win for the Jays. And and yeah, this may, may not be your older brother's Yankees, but it is still nice to see the team take care of business when they absolutely need to rack up the wins as much as humanly possible in these next two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's sort of been the theme all season, right? You get good pitching. Uh, you bring in the bullpen, they they sort of solidify what needs to be solidified. You hit homers. Like the home runs haven't been coming all season, and all of a sudden you go to that short porch in Yankee Stadium and your direction gets a little bit better. Your plan is nice and easy. It's tension-free. Don't try and do too much. I don't need to get the head out. If you're righty, I let that thing travel. I can stay inside that baseball. If I get barrel to it, create a little backspin, I can be rewarded for it. So, yeah, you play good defense. You get the timely hitch. You always pitch. And you throw a breaking ball to a team that don't like you the breaking ball. That's a good recipe for a win. That is Kevin Barker. I'm Show Ali. Welcome to Jay's Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network, streaming live on sportsnet.ca and on the Sportsnet app. Taking your calls and texts. Phone lines are open. 416-870-0590. 590 Star 590 on your cell. 590-590. Eh, we can take your text if you like. That's the people's text line. And it is always open. You know, why don't we start with Bo? Kevin, because Bo eh, had not had the most heralded series, certainly against the Boston Red Sox. And he gets aboard the first three times he came to the plate, the third of which a two-run bomb, actually near the bleacher creatures. It was a home run in 23 ballparks. So I guess less a uh, Yankee Stadium special as we are used to seeing in New York. He's actually batting. TV flashed this on the on the telecast just after the game was over. He was chatting with Hazel May, but he's batting 318 in 59 career games against the Yankees now. So he clearly loves playing in New York. Uh, what, did you see anything different in Bo's swing tonight that was different from maybe what he was doing against Boston? Like, what was there anything different there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think he looked for me anyway, tension free. You know, sometimes when when Bo is going through some bad things, he he gets a little bit too much rotation. There, right? You, you can picture him with the way he wiggles his bat, and then he when he picks his leg up, he sort of wraps his barrel. When the shoulder comes with the wrap, instead of sort of that separation between you know his hands, his shoulders are staying square. His foot sort of lands open because he wants to lead with the back elbow, get the barrel in as soon as he can. And, you know, sort of the knob is the first thing you see. All of that thing has to be in, in unison, right? It can't one be going one way, one catching up. You know, the barrel starts to lag. It it dips underneath the baseball. It doesn't stay in the zone long enough. You start getting jammed or you're hitting a little pop up to right field. So, yeah, it was tension-free, knob to the ball. You do that, you have a good idea, right? Again, I mentioned this on, on our show, me and Blair today, is that little short porch and right give you something to aim for. If you're a righty, it's just that, okay, if I stay here, if I stay compact, I stay sort of behind the baseball, head doesn't move, hands are leading, barrels following, you can sort of aim towards that little right field porch and be rewarded for it. And it can get you in a good groove just with mechanics and the mental part of, you know, having a long season. So, yeah, this is, we all knew Bo's a really good hitter. It just takes that, you know, one little ball, ballpark or, you know, one swing where everything stays connected, you you barrel it up, and now you roll. And hopefully for their sake, because of, you know, some inconsistencies with all we've seen throughout the, the year with the lineup, that when he's going, 
sort of everything else kind of falls in place. So fingers crossed he, he gets it going here. Yeah, you and Jeff have said this many times, but you know, you can you can get as much as you want from and I'm not saying this to knock any of these guys, but you can get as much as you want from the VAR shows and the Kiermeyers and the Chapmans of the world, but you will, I think, live and die by and large from the bats of George Springer and Bo Bichette and certainly Vladimir Guerrero Jr., all of whom drove in runs today. I know Vladdy, he reaches on an error and then he gets the RBI ground out at the very last inning, top of the ninth inning. So I think you do perhaps want more from Vladdy, but two, two, uh, a home run, pardon me, from Bo, two home runs overall from Bo and George Springer, Springer knocking in a home run. And Kevin, I guess it was a relatively quiet series for Springer against the Red Sox. I think it was something like one for 20 against the Red Sox. And then, of course, in the game's first AB, he blasts a home run to right. And, and just like you're saying, right, he goes to Yankee Stadium. That, that one actually was a teensy bit more of a, a Yankee Stadium special, a home run in just seven ballparks. But, I mean, what the heck? The runs count all the same. Both teams get to play in the ballpark tonight. Like, is, is it too much of a cliche perhaps to say the Jays just really needed that from the top of the order. Cause again, like you, you can get all you want from the lower half of the order, but again, you will probably be talking about wins and losses because Springer hits well, or Bo hits well, or Vladdy hits well. Yeah. It's, it's not too many world series contending teams have a, a by committee cleanup hitter. And that's sort of what they got. Right. And I think it's fair to say that one, two and three in the order have to, you know, have some big hits and, and get some, you know, some two-out walks when, you know, you fall behind 0-2 and, and then you have a six-pitch walk and then your big boy comes up and stays inside of baseball and, you know, gets a big hit, sort of adds a little separation, takes a little pressure off your, your starting pitcher, which basically you haven't seen all season. Yeah, it's this is fair, right? You know, the way they talk about themselves is the way we need to talk about them. They, you know, they feel like this is their time of the year, the one, two, three in the order, and, I think we should start talking about him that way. You know, Springer did turn 34 today. Occasionally, he's going to look 34. And I think, you know, there's been some parts where he had the bad month. He's had the, you mentioned the 0 for 20 stretch. You know, bat looks a little slower. You know, the hips are following. It's just trying to play catch up a lot of the times. And sometimes with rotation and you get a little older, things don't work consistently the way you want them to work. But when he has good separation, there's that little pause from the time his foot hits the ground till the time he starts his swing. He's elite, and they're gonna. Yeah, again, Buck said it today on the on the telecast. They don't need them to go. You know, be hot for twelve straight games. Try a five or six, seven game stretch where all three of them are rolling at the same time. You'll put the separation. You'll go the eight and four that you need to go, and you'll be in the playoffs. 416-870-0590, star 590 on your cell. Let's go to the phones, get some callers involved. Russ, joining us in New Jersey. Russ, what's on your mind? Welcome to J-Stock. Good, good evening, guys. How are you? Well, every win's a big win. Um, I'll just say like this. If I'm voting for manager of the year, it's Aaron Boone. I don't know how that team, I look at that line of 150 games this year. And remember, they didn't have judge a big portion of the season. That is such a bad lineup. I don't know how they win games. It just, you go through that lineup, you know, you're hitting 240, you're a champ on that team. So, you know, but obviously you got to win who you play, and the Blue Jays obviously are playing well. They're obviously getting a lot of help from, you know, Texas I know is losing again tonight, and it seems like the only series they played well in the last month was against us. Uh, Houston obviously is losing again tonight. I really, number one, believe that the Jays, 
And and I say, I'm sick of hearing about the Houston Astros. They're, yeah, they come playoff time. They just lost two out of three to Oakland. They lost two out of three to Kansas City. They got swept in Houston by the Yankees. Okay? You know, I think the Blue Jays are arguably the second-best team in the American League. Obviously, Baltimore, you know, they're going to get Batista back. But I'm wondering, you know, who would you rather play in the first round? Would you definitely rather play Minnesota? And the Blue Jays didn't, you know, they were 3-3 three and three against them this year. Um, and one game, you know, was that 7-6 game where Biggio hit the homer late and they came back in that game. Um, but they played them tough. Uh, Tampa, they're right now 3-4 and four against. And obviously Tampa's lost a lot of players. I still don't figure out how that team keeps winning. But just asking you guys, how, who would you rather play in the first round? Do you obviously play Minnesota? It seems from a one-loss perspective is obviously not as good as a team to Tampa. Or, you know, do, 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 do you think, you know, you can match up well against Tampa? I don't think Tampa is going to catch Baltimore. So I think that's going to be over sooner than later. But who would you rather play in the first round? Hey Russ, from thanks thanks for the call. Thanks for joining us from New Jersey here on uh, on Jay's Talk, Kevin. It's a it's a popular question these days because, of course, I think anyone being asked that question certainly feels like you probably want to play the Twins. But when I, you know, whenever I think about it, you think about the three pitchers the Twins can throw out there. Their names are Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and Joe Ryan. I mean, those are three pretty good pitchers, like three maybe three better pitchers than the Rays have right now. Yeah, look, it, I think you got to get in. You can't put the cart before the horse, but. If if I were wanting to pick and, and putting all my money on a team that probably the, the Blue Jays could to, could beat, I, I would think you'd want to go to Minnesota, right? I know Minnesota's scoring some runs. I think they lead baseball in September in RBIs. They're hitting a bunch of home runs now. You mentioned Sonny Gray. I mean, Sonny Gray was tough on the Jays when he threw against them in those five innings. But the, the Rays do have a ton of good pitching. They have a ton of different arm angles. And – I just don't know if the, the rotation and the pitching staff for the Blue Jays could could hold down the Rays long enough for the Blue Jays to have the big inning. Because basically that's what this comes down to, right? It's going to be rare that the Blue Jays are scoring seven runs over ten hits. That's rare, right? So they're they're playing for the big inning, and it puts a lot of pressure on your on your rotation, your pitching staff. So if I had to pick, if you you know force me to pick a team, I would say Minnesota, but. They got to get in first, and I think once they get in because of their pitching, they are going to be a tough out for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure you want to necessarily like mess around with. Okay, if we win this game or lose this game, yeah. we'll play this. I don't know. You, I don't know if anyone wants to do, to do that no. when you got to win as many games as humanly possible. Uh, you know, I, I I've long said this about the Rays, Je- uh, Kevin, but it it kind of feels like they could go across the street to like the local IHOP and get the fry cook. And he could probably go three for four. Like they, they'll, they'll sprinkle that pixie dust on someone and he'll probably play pretty well. Yeah. They're the only team. I think uh, one through 26 that can basically try and beat you because of your weakness, right? It's like the Jays can't control the running game. They're going to steal a bunch of bases. I think they're, they're first in baseball at stealing bases at home. Like they're going to put pressure on you because you can't control that, right? It's, that's how they beat you is they force you to go outside the box and make you very uncomfortable. And they hit a bunch of home runs and they're balanced, right? They could run six or seven left-handed hitters out there, which sometimes the Blue Jays rotation and their staff have some issues of controlling both sides of the, of the plate and can elevate. And it's a, it's a, it's going to be a tough matchup either way. And it may come down to just if, the Blue Jays can control what they can control, which is you got 27 outs, right? If you got a runner on third base like Varsho had tonight, 
You got to get him in. It's those kind of things. If you do the right things because you have a good pitching staff, probably have a good chance of beating the Rays or the Twins. Kevin, I see a text here on the text line. It's from Pug in Scarborough. And his text is, it's a very short one. It just says, Barker, how are you loving cleanup Biggio? LOL, which is pretty funny. Kevin Biggio, he just, he is, he has been a standout for the Jays over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm curious, like has, for to Pug's point, has Biggio done enough for you, Kevin, to, to like change your mind about what kind of role he should have going forward? Like, is it enough to say every time there's a right-handed pitcher on the mound, Biggio should more often than not be in the order, or like, are you not quite there yet? No, no, uh, obviously, absolutely, he can be in the lineup. The cleanup, like I, I mean, to to say, uh, let's be honest, if, if the end of almost the end of September show, if I would have told you, say, in spring training, that Kevin Biggio would be the cleanup hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays in some of the biggest games of the season, you would ask me who's been fired. Like <laughs> that, it just, it's just, I. Look, there's nothing against Kevin Vigio or Davis Schneider or, or anybody else that would try and hit cleanup. They don't have one. And how many contending World Series teams in baseball right now have a cleanup hitter by committee? It just doesn't happen. Now, has Kevin Vigio made adjustments? Absolutely. The the better posture, uh, the the steeper uh, plane that he has, he doesn't have as much uppercut in his swing. He can get to his A swing more often. Like, that's the whole thing, right, is whenever you have a positive move towards the baseball, you want it to be your A swing because of the mechanical changes and the more straighter up and down that he is through his swing allows him to level out his swing, and, and you're seeing the A swing a little bit more. Do I want to see him hitting cleanup? Probably not. I mean, but right now, uh, who else? Like Davis Schneider, I mean, he was like 0 for 20 yeah. in the cleanup spot. Like they show they just don't really have anybody else. Is that John Schneider's fault? Is that the hitting coach's fault? Is that Kevin Biggio or whoever else is hitting cleanup? No, that's the GM's fault, right? They're a contending team trying to win a World Series. Right now, they got what they got, and they're going to go out and compete and do the best they can do and try and win as many games as they can win, no matter who's hitting cleanup. Yeah, it goes back to a conversation I've heard you and Blair have a number of times, and I've, I've thought about the idea of Vladdy, for example. Like, if your top three is locked in as Springer, Bo, Vladdy, unless Belt's in there against, you know, he's a left-handed bat when he comes back off the IL, you want him up there in the top three, which they seem to like Belt up there. But let's say he's not in the plans for now because he's still on the IL, obviously. So you're, it's Springer, Bo, Vladdy. I mean, it's it's a it's a great point because there there really is no one. Vladdy almost feels like that he, he would almost play a little bit better if he was getting a little bit more protection, uh, like a, a la, you know, Jose getting protection from guys like Josh Donaldson and, and Edwin Encarnacion. Like, it, 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 there's just not a lot of guys who can protect him all that adequately in the in the cleanup spot. And, I mean, like, you know, I, I guess it was nice of, of Matt Chapman to get certainly better hitting as of late, but it's, uh, I don't know, this there probably is no one other than Biggio and, and Schneider, and it's true. If you had said that to me, if you had said David Schneider would be batting consistently in the top five of this team, like in yeah. in April, I don't think I would have believed you. I would have been like, who? So I, I really do think that is perhaps an indictment on on Ross Atkins more than anything else. But on, on Kevin Biggio, I, I do want to get your, your take on his defense because we have seen – the the uh, plays like the unassisted double plays. We've seen the great throws from third when he's there. He had the diving grab on, I guess it was Sunday in right field and the first batter of the game. Like he just largely plays very well. And it kind of reminds me of the conversation we've all had about Whit Merrifield earlier in the season in that mm-hmm. he was an everyday player, even if he wasn't playing a single position every day. And Biggio is getting more playing time. Certainly 
obviously because he's playing well, but he's essentially doing it at four different spots, right? He was at first tonight, second and third. Yeah. I guess I just never really feel all that uh, uncomfortable when Biggio is out there running defensive plays, for example. Yeah, every time I've talked to Kevin, I, I've sort of asked him that same kind of question. How do you do it? How do you move to both sides of second base? Not the easiest thing, right? Angles and, you know, righty hitter, lefty hitter, ball off a righty hitter if you're playing right. has a little different angle to it. you got to get better jumps. you got to leave your feet at just the exact right time. You play third. You know, dude, if his right hand is out and around it, the ball's going to, you know, kick away from you. Like, all the little different angles, footwork has to be on point like the pre-pitch setup kind of you know from different uh, positions that you're playing all have to be different where you're starting like all these things go into he's a very smart dude like he thinks these things through before they actually happen he's one of the first guys at the field practicing sort of the position that he's going to play that that given day this is what it comes down to sometimes you do things not because you want to because you have to right if Kevin Biggio is going to have a, a long career in the big leagues he's going going to have to play basically however many positions that John or whoever else the manager is for the Toronto Blue Jays tells him to play. And the first step in, in that is to buy into it and, you know, not hurt your team when they put you there. And, and oh, by the way, it would be okay sometimes occasionally to get a big hit and help your team win that way too. So I'm with you. I don't mind Kevin on the team. I've said this all year. There's been a bunch of people, including Jeff Blair, who basically says they would have driven him to the airport and I and I've been the one that says how do you pick on the 25th 26th guy on a baseball team right and this is sort of you know the benefits here of having a little faith you know John Snyder all he went to bat for him I mean he did have tough conversations when he was hitting you know under 200 saying you know there's only so many times I can go to bat for you it has to be a little bit better and to his credit the posture's better the bats level through the zone, it just gives him a chance. And and I think to to his credit and everybody in the organization for actually giving him a chance to figure it out, nah, he's, he's rewarding them for it. And, you know, again, I'd rather see him hit in sixth or seventh, but right now this is what you got. And if he can continue to get a hit when it matters, keep running him out there. 416-870-0590, star 590 on your cell. Those are the numbers to call. Blue Jays win 7-1 over the New York Yankees to begin the final road trip of the season. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will go back to the phone lines, we'll go back to the text line as well, 590-590, name and location. Still lots to come. We'll check out the Bet365 standings update and certainly chat the uh, the muscle cramp that pulled Yusei Kikuchi from this ball game, the bullpen, doing yeoman's work in the 7-1 win. You're listening to Jay's Talk Show and Kevin with you on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Bobochette getting hot again. That is dangerous for the opposition. When I talked to Matt Chapman earlier today, he said the biggest thing for him coming off the IL and getting back to the player he is was timing. What is it for Bo Bichette? Yeah, I think it's the same. Just, uh, you just got to remind, remind yourself who you are. So uh, I got to do it more than one game, though. That is Bo Bichette chatting with Sportsnet's Hazel May after the Blue Jays beat the Yankees 7-1 in game one of three. First game of a six-game road trip that will also see the Jays Head to the Trop, everyone's uh, favorite ballpark, Kevin. But uh, for now, uh, let's. Uh, we don't. Thankfully, we don't have to talk about the Trop tonight. The Blue Jays with the, uh, the the fun sounds of Frank Sinatra's "New York, New York" echoing in the background. The Blue Jays do win seven to one. I've always thought it's kind of weird after losses 
they play Frank Sinatra. Like, there's a million Frank Sinatra songs. Play literally anything else. But yeah, I guess they they must really like it in the Bronx. I think so. Sounds like it, right? It's. I mean, if you're an opposing team, you go in there, you want to kick their butt, you don't care really what they play, right? Play <laughs> whatever true. you want to play. Bo uh, had a, a you-know-what eating grin on his face after when he was talking to Hazel, so I think, I, think he, I think he was very happy about beating the Yankees tonight. Again, 7-1, the win for Toronto over New York. Uh, before we continue, Kevin, let's check out the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet on things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports, 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. So the Blue Jays entered play today. Uh, in the second wild card position, they will remain in the second wild card position because the Rays uh, took care of business. They thumped the Angels, and they were nine and a half games up on uh, everyone else. The Rays, so they are now ten games up. They are ninety three and fifty nine. The Blue Jays with the win are eighty four and sixty seven. It's the other games that are pretty interesting right now. The uh, Rangers and Red Sox, top seven, two on, two out for the Red Sox. This game is tied at four. So. This uh, result could very well change by the end of the show in about a couple of minutes from now. And the Orioles, top seven, Kevin, enjoy a 9-5 lead on the Astros. So the Orioles taking care of business, doing the Blue Jays a favor because the Houston Astros and the Blue Jays are both 84 and 67. Seattle and Texas are both 82 and 68. So uh, it would be a... a, The Seattle Mariners are playing the Athletics, so probably going to be a win for Seattle. You never really know. the baseball, anyone can win. But uh, at the same time, the results so far look somewhat promising for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I think it's about time we start saying that the Orioles are the best team in the American League. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm not willing to say it, but every time you look up, they're kicking somebody's butt. Like, it's... You know, whatever they you say about their starting pitching or, you know, what they don't have in their bullpen, they're relentless. Like, they, they do things offensively that just, you know, they lead baseball average with runners in scoring position. Like, it's just little things like that, right, that they're just really tough outs and, and they keep coming at you. You got to play nine innings against them. If you take an inning off, that's when they beat you. That's our Bet365 standings watch. Yeah, Kyle Gibson, Dean Kramer, Grayson Rodriguez. These guys are good, but they I don't know if they're like world beaters, but they are getting the run support, and they are also pitching well enough to give you the chance to win. And the Adley Rutschmans and Gunnar Hendersons of the world, they are definitely helping them out. Uh, a guy that has helped the Blue Jays out often this year, certainly in a stark contrast, Kevin, to last year, is Yusei Kikuchi. He, uh, he largely looked pretty good. Like, yes, he led up the, a few hits in the first few innings, but he settled in as, as the game went on. He was pretty efficient. I think there was a time today where he set down like 11 straight Yankees. And then at, in the bottom of the sixth inning, so he walks LeMahieu to open the inning. He reaches up to the left side of his neck, maybe his left shoulder perhaps, shaking out that left arm like he felt something catch in there. The Jays later say he was removed from tonight's game with a left upper trap muscle cramp. I guess good news that it's only a cramp. Like, I guess we'll find out more tomorrow, but it, it did not look good initially, but I guess it's always good if, if it's not like a like some kind of impinge, shoulder impingement. It always kind of freaks me out whenever you see that update. Yeah, obviously coming into the night, it was throw the curveball, right? That's the most curveballs he's ever thrown in a game was 32. That may have something to do with the cramp. Uh, the, game, the good game plan had something to do with his tempo. You could tell that because the, of the plan, there was no overthinking it. It was get the ball throw the ball and the swing counts right it's the one one counts it's the two one counts where you know that can get you frisky if you're a hitter right two one's a big deal three one's a big deal he was better in those and controlling effort I I think since he went to Colorado and pitched there 
where he was trying to overthrow. He was aiming his misses, right? You don't want to leave a ball in the middle of the plate. You got to make sure that, you know, if I throw this, I'm going to overthrow it. So I throw it by somebody. And if I throw a, a bad slider, I'm going to bounce it and those kind of things. I, I think he started, you know, overthrowing and trying to do too much. A little bit like tonight, he was a little bit more under control and, you know, just relying on mechanics and he was smooth and the ball was coming out of his glove on time. So, Hopefully, his fingers crossed okay because he's going to need him. I mean, he's been really good. He can self-correct now on the mound, which he couldn't do last year. So, yeah, it was it was good. It's always nice when John, if a if a guy has something wrong, can go to somebody in the pen yeah. and feel okay about it. And I think that's where they were at tonight. Jimmy Garcia sometimes make you hold your breath where you're looking at the TV with one eye because you, re- you really don't <laughs> always know what you're going to get. But the sinker uh, slider was good, right? He got the big double play when he had to get it. And, you know, Trevor Richards came in and, and the intensity with the arm speed on the changeup, that's the best it's been in a while. That's what you got to do, right? You almost got to overthrow that thing with arm speed. And it had more drop instead of run, which is – when he's going really well, that's where the changeup's at. So, yeah, it's the pitching's really good. Like it's, it never ceases to amaze you when they come in the game and they're shutting teams down, even though it is the Yankees. Yeah, Jimmy Garcia, Trevor Richards, like you said, both uh, playing very well after perhaps not playing so well in, in the last uh, two to yep. three weeks. But Richards, I mean, he had struggled since returning from the uh, neck injury that landed him on the IL. And he's so interesting, right? Because he's not a lefty, but he's used like a lefty in the sense that they clearly have no issue with him throwing the change up to either side of the plate. Like you were saying, Kevin, it has largely worked for him this season. And he, he does try, I guess, get one over with the fastball on occasion. He only threw four four seamers tonight uh ball ball foul strike out the end of the inning but uh definitely a great bounce back for garcia for richards jordan hicks comes out and just fires sinkers like over and over and over he says to the batters like come and get it and the, the slowest pitch he threw was 97.7 miles an hour and the, he got all the way up to 102 miles an hour like since hicks was traded to the jays kevin i've said i don't want to see the sweeper unless he's throwing it to the out, outside the zone and he has done that less as of late like I obviously have no experience whatsoever with hitting Kevin, so I can only imagine this is the case. But when you have to go in there, even as a professional hitter, and see triple digits, I mean, like, good luck to you, right? Yeah, it's outer thirds, right? It's not down the middle. That's that's all you got to do. You could start it down the middle because of how much his two seamer moves, you know. And sometimes he's his worst on enemy, right? It's it's the the walks, the long counts, the you know the at bats that last longer than they should last. And I'm with you. If you don't have to throw something, why would you throw it? Like I I think it took him a couple of times, and maybe Pete Walker saying, "Hey, dude, remember it's 98 to 103 with feet of movement." Why do you give him a chance by throwing a sweeper, slider, whatever you want to call that thing? Stick that thing in your back pocket. Let that other thing eat until they show you they can hit it and see how long that takes you. So, yeah, that that's a good little arm for, you know, whenever you don't have your, your other arms to come out and, and lots of movement. And as long as he's throwing strike one and being competitive, not throwing non-competitive pitches, it's just another weapon. And it's like Christmas morning. For John and Pete Walker, when you got all those arms when they're raring and ready to go to pick from. We got about a minute here, Kevin. Real quick, thoughts on Nate Pearson? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you knew knew what my answer was going to be, didn't you? I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should be more excited about that. But from what you've seen when it matters, would you want him in the game? Yeah. Is this, Mm -hmm. this is probably the right spot for him. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. 
Jays win it 7-1 in the series opener. And Kevin, as Blair likes to say, the Jays get to do it all over again tomorrow, 7.05 p.m. Eastern, 4.05 p.m. Pacific, first pitch. Kevin Gosman, Michael King, your pitching matchup. Laren Barker will be on the air as usual before the game from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern as well. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New news vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special offer on rust protection, visit crown.com today. For Kevin Barker, Ben Wagner, Tom Young, I'm Show Ali. Thanks for being with us today. Blair will make his triumphant return to the airwaves with Kevin tomorrow for the rest of the week. I am back on the weekend for the Rays series at the Trop. I'll talk to you later.